The fourth Sunday of Lent is an especially festive day in the midst of Lent. We see this outwardly in that the purple vestments are replaced, replaced with the rose-colored vestments. On this festive Sunday of rejoicing within Lent, it's very fitting that we get this gospel, a gospel that's truly a great cause for rejoicing. It's not surprising that the story is referred to as the parable of the prodigal son. After all of the three main characters, the younger son is definitely the most colorful. And yet the parable perhaps might be better named the parable of the loving father. Because he's the constant in the parable. He really is the center of this parable. The younger son comes to a point where he believes that there's something better than the relationship with his father. And so he pursues that other. For him, it's a life away in a different country. He's willing to give up the relationship with the father for this. He asks his father to give him his share of the inheritance. In other words, he's saying, you're dead to me. I'm not going to see you again. Certainly, we all have been in that place where, at the very least in one part of our lives, if not in the totality of our lives, we have chosen other things over our relationship with the Father. It could be money, possessions, career, relationships, status, so many different things. Sometimes it gets dramatic just like it did for the Son. We think of how sometimes people choose a relationship that's illicit to the destruction of their relationship with God and their family. Or they choose to put everything into their career. And as they put all their waking hours into it, everything else falls apart. Or sometimes people become enamored with a specific possession or investment. And they lose all their other finances. They get in real trouble because they so want this one thing. A lot of times it's not quite that dramatic, but the dynamic is still there. I think it's important in the dynamic of the younger son to think of the importance of imagination. Imagination can be a real help in following God. We can come up with images that convey for us the various truths of Christianity, and that can be a huge help in assimilating those truths. We can use our imagination to enter into Scripture, and the Word of God can become much more impactful when we use our imagination to enter into the details, to enter into 
what's not said in scriptures to imagine what was there. But in the case of the prodigal son, we see the dangers of not checking the imagination when it needs to be checked. No doubt over the months and years, he began to fantasize more and more about what life in that foreign country would look like, what life apart from the father would look like. And he just entered more and more into the life of fantasy, removed himself farther and farther from the life of reality. If we find ourselves living that life of fantasy where we're placing other things above our relationship with the Father, it's time to come back. For the Son, the key moment, the turning point in the scripture is stated this way. It says, coming to his senses. When we're behaving like the younger son, we have to come to our senses. And the passage continues, coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat, but here am I dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father. When we're in the position of the younger son, when we've chosen other things over the relationship with the father, and we're experiencing all of the destruction that that entails, a key is to come to our senses, to remember what life was like with him, and to think about what life is like now. Recalling life with him will motivate us to go back to him. The older son is a far different case than the younger son. The older son is outwardly very close to the father, but inwardly, spiritually, very far, very distant. He doesn't feel the love of the father. He doesn't trust the father. We're like the older son when we're fulfilling all the externals. We're going to church. We're following all the legitimate laws. We're not doing the things that are going to get people talking about us. But there's nothing inward. It's not being motivated by a love for God. There's no sense of God. There's no desire for God. This leads to an incredible insecurity, fear, and self-loathing. You would think that when the younger son returns, the older son would just be overjoyed to have his brother back. But all he can think of is, if the calf is being slaughtered for the younger son, 
and it's never been slaughtered for me, does the Father really love me? Does he know I'm here? Does he take notice of any of the things I'm doing for him? His life is a sad life. There can be no joy when there's that level of insecurity, fear, and self-loathing. If we find ourselves in the position of the older son, we have to listen again to those words of the Father. The Father speaks these words to the Son because the Son doesn't yet believe them. And he's hoping that the older Son will start to believe these truths. The words are these. The Father says to his Son, My Son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. You are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. Lent is a time of repentance, of conversion, coming back to God. And the importance of that is seen in this parable so dramatically. When we come back, we are welcomed so completely. Repentance and conversion for the younger son, that's what separates two realities. Repentance and conversion separates a life of having lost his dignity, having no possessions, working as a slave, and starving. It's that reality or having the father run out to him, put the cloak over his shoulders, the sandals on his feet, the ring on his finger, having the fattened calf slaughtered for him so that an enormous celebration could be thrown on his behalf. It's only repentance and conversion that allows the younger son to go from the one life to the other. The father does not come to the distant country and grab the younger son by the collar and drag him back. He respects us and our freedom too much to do that. It must be our choice to repent and go back. The older son has no joy. He is living in incredible insecurity, angst. No matter what sign of love is shown him, he's going to misconstrue it into seeing himself as not valued, as having others preferred to him, as losing a competition. The father goes out to him and speaks the words, you are here with me always, everything I have is yours. 
Whether or not the older son accepts those words is the difference between remaining in that life of fear and insecurity and self-hatred or finally allowing himself to experience the love that the Father always has for him. Our Father is so loving, so good. Whether we see in ourselves tendencies towards the younger son, the older son, or both, this Lenten time is a privileged time to run back to the Father. He receives us with a love greater than any love we have ever experienced. He is always there to receive us with joy.